Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and this is the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I am super honored and excited today to introduce my new friend and guest, Suzanne Limosinaire. She is an artist and businesswoman, and for the past 20 years, she's been involved in the entertainment and art industry as an actress, writer, poet, and producer. Prior, Suzanne was in the fashion industry. She's recently launched an art website, Jezebel's Blue Sanctuary Art, and is currently working on a novella, Drowning in Batik, which made me cry when I read that on your website, by the way. Um, Both projects originated during her travels and residence in Bali, Indonesia. Suzanne's originally from New York, and she had the good fortune to grow up her amazing children, Stefan, 27, a chef, and Isabella, 23, an artist in New York City, where they attended Rudolf Steiner, a Waldorf school. Suzanne's traveled the world with her children and adored every moment. And Suzanne currently resides on by on two coasts, both in Los Angeles and New York City. I'm so happy that you're here with me, Suzanne. Welcome. Thank you, Dawn. It's lovely to be here. <laughs> um, this is a crazy time. We're in the time of the pandemic, and we were just talking about um, letting go of our need to control which is a false need that we think we think we're in control or we think we can control all the things around us. And so I thought that would be a great way to start by talking about um, how do we deal with these feelings of being out of control? That's an excellent way to start Dawn. Um, first I want to, um, I want to send my deep gratitude and appreciation to all the workers out there, medical workers and workers in general who are out there putting their lives on the line. Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, my deepest sympathy to those who's, who have lost friends and family during, during this um, pandemic. Um, Yeah. So that's how I would like to start. Mm, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, control is a really interesting concept because it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. We have control over nothing. I'm not sure who has control. I don't know if it's something beyond us. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's the purpose that maybe religion and spirituality, the purpose they serve mm-hmm. for us to, to believe and have faith and hope. And that's a different, totally different um, way to go. But there really is no control. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen the next moment. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in Los Angeles. And while I'm on, you know, on, on this podcast with you, there could be a major earthquake and this whole house could fall down, down the hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no control over that. Right. So I, <laughs> so, um, I think if you look at it in, you know, I think, it, I, I know that sounds very dramatic, but if you look at it in, in terms of, of that, you know, in that, in that sort of mindset, you realize there's no control. And this pandemic has shown us that mm-hmm. again, yet again, mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that we do have control over, in my opinion, this is all my opinion, by the way, is um, we only have control over our own emotions, our own reactions, and our own responses. Mm-hmm. But externally, we have control over nothing. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's, and that's the- why. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that that's Mm -hmm. why sometimes relationships can be so challenging because you think that you can control the other person, you know, like when when you're a parent, you can control your kids or when you're married, you can control your spouse or. Oh, well, forget about that. We all know that that's just, especially, you know, after you've been through a few of these fights, (laughs) (laughs) which, which I have been and. You know, I, yeah, you have control over none of that. Uh-huh. You, have, you don't have, con- you see, I think it's so interesting. I think when you go into a relationship, you take on that, the responsibility of that person's actions. Mm-hmm. And that's where relationships go wrong. You are not responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. They're responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. 
and your identity is not related to their identity. It's wonderful if you could come together and you could enjoy one another's company and, and love in a deep way, but that's where relationships really go south. Again, in my opinion, in my yes, experience, of course, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm an artist. That's all. <laughs> you can control your hands and your work and what you're putting, you know, where you're putting well, your energy. That's so interesting. I really cannot. Sometimes I don't uh -huh. know. The artist, you know, there's a, a very famous saying, the writer is the last to know. Uh-huh. So you control it. You think you're, you're really, I think, I think the idea of, for me, my art is when I don't have control of it and I really let it go outside of myself. Because uh -huh. if I'm trying to control it, it's not organic. Is, it's is not that, real. Is that sort of like Michelangelo, you, you know, you've heard these stories that he used to look at the, the rock in front of him and say, I don't know what's coming through me, but precisely precisely uh -huh. yeah mm-hmm yeah so i haven't he, thought about him in a long time yeah precisely so yeah. so you so, don't know you put pen to the paper and you don't know or you put you know, you, you know like in other words my my latest uh, project which i just which i actually launched during during this time um is called jezebel's blue sanctuary art it's an art website uh -huh. I started this two years ago, not knowing what it would be. I didn't think it was going to be a website or an art site. And I started last, about this time last year, photographing mm -hmm. these batiks because I, I collect antique batiks. I've been collecting them since maybe 2004, 2005. And I decided to start photographing them mm -hmm. in, in different settings. And it turned into this, this project. I had no idea when I was doing it, what I was doing. So I think it's a really good example. Yeah. How did you, um, how did, well, first of all, what drew you to this, these batiks? Let's start there. That's a really interesting question. I'm not sure. I, I again, I, I'm assuming it was because of my, my fashion background. Mm -hmm. I was in the fashion business from a very young age. I was maybe 18 years old, 19 uh -huh. years old in the business. And um, I was always very drawn to fabric and textiles. So probably that. But also I was very drawn to the antiquity of these boutiques and the symbolism but at first, I just started collecting them because they were so beautiful. Uh -huh. And then as time went on, I, I, I learned more about them and more about where they came from and why, why they were made and the families that made them and you know, the, the people that made them. Because they're, they're, the, So the batiks that I collect are from Indonesia. Mm -hmm. They're from um, Java, I Indonesia. And um, they're all hand-done. And it's generally, you know, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very, um, they're worn for ceremonial reasons, mainly. Uh, yeah. for, for what, so when I, for when example? I, like what, what, what kind of ceremonies? Ceremonial? Uh-huh. Uh, spiritual ceremonies, religious ceremonies. Huh. They're, they're worn, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're worn like sarong. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, but they could be used for many different purposes. Yeah, you could use them as what for wall coverings, bed coverings, um, drapes, to wear, just to look at. They're, they're, just, they're so beautiful. They're works of art. Each and every one of them are so individual in works of art. Mm -hmm. And you, you said a lot of the, these families have been doing these for years. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, I have some on my website that are maybe four to five generations. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's embedded in their culture. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. So I found a lot of um, beauty in the history and the antiquity. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was when you were living in Bali? You started... 
Well, I started collecting them when I went to visit friends. No, I started collecting them maybe in about 2004, 2005. I actually forget the year when I went to go visit friends that live there. Uh And I was very drawn to them. And then when I, I would visit Bali, I would always stop by, you know, certain shops in Ubud and, um, and just, you know, buy up some collect and just started a collection. I didn't even realize I was, I was starting a collection, honestly. And when I lived there, it's when I lived there that I got really into it. I got really into it. Uh-huh. And I made really, really good friends with um, one of the shop owners that, that sold them. Her name was Ibu Dewi. And Ibu in, in uh, Bahasa Indonesian means mama. So you call everyone Ibu that, is sort of esteemed, you know, a, a woman who has had children, you know, uh-huh. or married, or even, even if they have not had children, been married, they've lived a life, you know, they get to a certain point in life and, you know, it's just, you call them Ibu. <laughs> so you're Ibu, I'm Ibu. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Very yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very gorgeous culture. How did you, I feel, no, go ahead. You feel, no, I just feel very, I feel very honored that I was able to immerse myself in that culture and bring some of it back with me. Mm -hmm. I I told you when we first talked that I always wanted, like that's on the top of my bucket list to go there because people say such incredible things about the, the energy there. It's, it's like really peaceful and beautiful and full of like love and joy. And yeah, it's a very special, very special place. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's all of that is true. How do you think that it yeah. changed you or affected you? Well, I'm, I came out of there with two major projects. <laughs> Maybe it just gave me time to fire you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it just gave me time to think. Um, I think it, I don't know if it changed me as much as it helped me access certain um, qualities that I possess that I think I was ignoring. Like what? my art, mm-hmm. my, my art, my, 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 um, my art, I'll just put it that way. Uh, my self-love, um, appreciation, mm-hmm. so many things I can go on and on. But, but I guess overall, it would be, the word would be joy. Mm-hmm. And joy encompasses a lot of different, you know, there are a lot of like sub, subtitles <laughs> under joy. Not subtitles like in a movie, you know what I mean? Like, sub- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like don't under the don't same get me umbrella. started. Yeah, 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 under the same umbrella. Don't. Don't get me uh, started on films because we'll be here for, until next Tuesday. So we're not going to talk about film. That'll be another podcast, <laughs> no, <but laughs> which is another big passion of mine. But that's, yeah. that's why we were introduced because our friend Monica introduced us because she told me, you know, Suzanne knows a lot about self-love. And I think it's really yeah. challenging for many of us. You know, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like this, um, ethereal concept. Like, what does that even mean? Why is it even important? What does it matter? Oh, it does matter. You cannot relate to people. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, you know, but you know, just if you want, I'm going to speak on it. You can't relate to people. You can't relate to others and have healthy relationships unless you have that respect for yourself. And in my opinion, again, because I'm an artist, I'm not like, you know, I don't want to talk on, you know, but in my opinion, um, once you put those boundaries up for yourself, it translates to how others will, will treat you. 
Mm-hmm. And so how, how yeah. did Bali help you learn that? You know, Dawn, I don't think I can. It, it's not words. It's a feeling. So can you explain? I don't, can you explain the yeah, feeling? Like how to, where is where um, is it inside of you? You know, it's like it's. I think it was always there, but again, because I was there alone, and the only person that came to visit me was my daughter Isabella. Now I had friends there. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't like totally alone. You know, mm-hmm. I had friends there and I had, I had a lovely community. I actually have two Balinese families now. Oh, <laughs> Lucky <nice>. me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, because I, I went there really for the solitude. Um, I think it just the quiet and just being surrounded with people that really truly cared uh, just helped me access that again. I don't think that it was that it was like, Oh, I just discovered it when I lived in, in Bali, Indonesia, but I think uh-huh. it was there and it sort of came and it went. And I believe that living there, the peacefulness, and it wasn't always peaceful. I mean, you know, get on a motorbike, like, you know, in Jalan Ubud is not peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just living there and the, the serenity of where I lived and the people that, that were just so kind and loving helped me access that again. Mm-hmm. And, and working on my, my novella, Drowning in Batik, and like I said, collecting these batiks, which I didn't understand what it was going to become. And now yeah. I have an arts, art website, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, but that, yeah, I, I just think it was, I was just thinking, I think it's just about being quiet. That's why this, what we're going through now, I don't even know what to call it. I just call it this. Let's just call this. it this. Yeah. <laughs> this, this new thing. way of being. <laughs> Yeah, is not oh, it's not really the worst thing in some ways. Financially, we got to get back to it. I know that we all know that. But being quiet is not the worst thing, and sitting with yourself and your thoughts. And I played a little game with my household members uh, yesterday, and that was, what are the five things that you miss the most? Mm-hmm being in this situation (laughs) and what are the five things that you appreciate the most being in this situation Mm -hmm. and it was it was really interesting because I listened very carefully and the things that my group missed correlated to the things they appreciated so did they really miss them because you're appreciating it (laughs) so like what like what for example (gasps) all right so they would say, well, or I even said, I miss going out to restaurants, right? But at the same time, we love the dinners we have here. Uh-huh. We love being home and cooking and up a storm and, and, and collectively shopping, you know, respect, you know, respectfully. Right. And, right. Six feet away. Six and, feet away. And yeah, but, but so it's. So do we really miss it because we're, we're substituting with something that's giving us joy? Yeah. We're, right? We're, yeah. I mean, this is, this is yeah. I, I just wrote something the other day and, um, mm-hmm. and I said, it, it really is to, to me too, because we live our lives so busily, you know, obligations yes. and responsibilities and running from this place to that place and going and coming and, you know, high-fiving on the way out and you barely get to spend time with people. And, um, and so most of us don't really often take the time to just be right. Yeah. Just be yeah. quiet, just be, just be still, mm-hmm. which I, I feel like that in, I feel like in Bali that could happen a lot, you know, maybe, maybe because I don't live there, you know, maybe it's different where you, wherever you live. Yeah. But it's yeah. giving, I it's giving it, it, people it, it, like it, it, time to reflect. 
absolutely. Absolutely. And I brought that back with me. I'm from New York. We don't stop. We uh-huh. don't stop. <laughs> no, we don't. And when I go back and I go back to New York, I have to come back to LA to rest uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. I love New York. It's my hometown. I adore it. And I adore the energy and I miss it terribly. Uh-huh. My heart breaks for what's happening. Yeah. There. I mean, my son is there. Mm-hmm. So you could only imagine. Mm-hmm. He's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And he's a chef, and he's not working. So you could only imagine the pace that he goes at. Mm-hmm. He's had to slow down. And I think for New Yorkers, this is really difficult. Mm-hmm. But I went New York, Bali, L.A. So I slowed it down a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think you're absolutely right. That's what Bali brought to me. Mm-hmm. Slow down, sister. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you know. are you going? Where are you going? And I, I think that that's, that's that relinquishing control, you know, feeling like you always have to be sort of doing and busy as opposed to just being. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, control is, is so many different, right? We, so control is so many different things, right? If you're trying to control your, your and that's not going to work, as we're finding out. Mm-hmm. Even if you're to control others, which we talked about, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But even trying to control yourself, you know? I mean, I mean, I guess you can, and that's the beauty of meditation and prayer and mindfulness. You can control your thoughts. Uh-huh. you can tame them, but can you really control them? I don't know. I mean, this is, this, actually, I just thought of this just now as I'm speaking to you. I'm just yeah. really like yeah. going off the cuff here. I don't know. You can I don't know because them. They, they, can, they, they, they come up, right? Your thoughts come up. They come up. up and I think, yeah. And then you yeah, and I think it has what to, you do with them. Well, this is where art comes in. What do you do with them? Do you, do you wallow in them and do you become depressed or do you become, or do you, you notice them and you make a TV show or you write a monologue or you make draw, 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 or you paint or you photograph? Mm-hmm. Do you think or that you... all people are creative? Yes, absolutely. It's a myth when people say, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. They, they were told that. They were told that. Uh-huh. We are all born creative, loving human beings. We all want the same thing. We just go about it differently. Uh-huh. That's my opinion. Again, my opinion, my opinion. <laughs> so, how, so, yeah. where, so where do people who don't feel like they're creative, because I'm a dancer and I write, okay. um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm creating my podcast and creating my coaching business you know so i've been oh, there there creating. you go you're creating yeah but so so many you're people creating. say i'm not creative and so how do they access that part of them that they don't recognize well i think you have to see what your interests are first uh-huh you know like you know you just have to see what your interests are and whatever your interests are, just go for it. And don't feel that you need to perfect it. My art website is not perfect. It's far from perfect. But I, had, I just had to do it. It was in me and I had to put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know? I, and I want people to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. People don't enjoy perfection. They, they enjoy the imperfections. Mm-hmm. We enjoy, you know, foibles are so, so important to honor them within ourselves and in others. That, yeah. That's, that's the humor in life. That's the beauty of life. Well, and that's the, so that's the I, part I of self-love and love for others. That's the part of self-love and love for others. So I would say, find out what your passion is and just go for it. Do something with it, whatever it is. I, I don't know. I have passion for so many things. I can't even, I can't even list them. Right. Not subtitle. Listen, <laughs> you think I know the difference between a subtitle? I <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's 
what we've been, some people have been told and certain, you know, when I was very, very young and I was applying to university, I got accepted. This, I tell this story and pardon people who are listening to this have heard it, but I got accepted to, to the U, to USC, to the film school there. Mm-hmm. And my dad, God rest his soul. Um, he died a few years ago. Um, said to me, no daughter of mine will be a waitress. Mm. Now, I took that the, really the wrong way for many years until I went into the fashion business and I was, I was successful and I, I did really well. It was a great business to be in at that time. And it's still a great business. You know, it really is. But I'm not that directly involved with it um, at the moment. And I thought to myself, he wasn't telling me that I didn't have the talent. He was telling me, I want you to have the security. Mm. So the moral of this story is you people, you know, you know, individuals might've been told this early on in their lives that you don't go into the arts. Don't be artistic. It's not going to pay the bills, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. But, but it doesn't mean that you can't, and you could, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you can still pursue that on some other level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all about being playful and, 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 and continuing your passion, even if you have to, you know, I don't know, become a lawyer for whatever reason you think you have to become a lawyer, which we don't need another one. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Probably a lot of lawyers out there. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> we, we need a lot of everything. I take that back. Could you edit that? <laughs> we, need, we, need a, we need a lot of everything, but I, I think We need a lot of everything, but you, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, think, I think that's why, because people, people are afraid to, um, they want an end, they want a goal right? A lot of people are very goal oriented and linear thinking. Yeah. And like, if I paint, if I paint, I should paint like Picasso. If I, you know, if I dance, (laughs) if I dance, I should be like Barishnikov. It's like, no, because that's not your, that's not your passion or whatever, but I'm passionate about dance. So just go take some classes. It's not about, oh, I'm going to be this famous performer. It's like, it's the process. And so that's the process. It's the process. And it's what you learn about yourself through the process. The the process is the most beautiful part. The end result does not matter. Uh Picasso didn't even paint like Picasso. Look how many stages he went through. (laughs) Yes. I mean, because you read yourself every time you put the paintbrush to the canvas or the pen to the paper or uh-huh. I can go on and on you know whatever dance analogy you know you, you want to use you know it, it's it's um you don't even know who you are doing it so mm-hmm. it, you you you, ne- you know you could admire and I, I do believe in admiring I study a lot of um, writers Recently, I just went through, um, uh, I studied about five, I'm looking at five Italian writers, uh, mm-hmm. poets actually, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and sort of downloaded their voice. And I will not, will not say that I tried to write like them, but just downloaded what I got from them and then wrote po- some poems. Uh-huh. You know, I wrote, I would say maybe, I don't know, like 30 or 40 poems. I'm looking at my um, folders wow. now. And, you know, with them in mind. And of course, it's not their voice I want to capture. It's it's an exercise that we all do as our artists, you know, because uh-huh. it brings out another part of you. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about um, mimicking them. It's, it's in any form of art, it's about bringing out the art in you, how you interpret that. Right. So interpretation is really important and to study, to study artists on every level and to study everything on every level, scientists. Um, I'm trying to think anything. Yeah. All my, all my relationships, Musicians, people, all my yeah. relationship people that are in the field, yeah. you know, talking about various things. It's like every time you witness 
somebody else mm-hmm. or hear somebody else, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it changes you in some way, you know, maybe not a big change or, but it, it affects you, maybe not change, maybe changes the yeah. wrong of a word, but it affects you. And so every time it's, it's really about, I feel like it's really just more of a self exploration. It, absolutely. That's, that's what being creative is. Yeah. So I think we could, we could honestly say everyone has this ability. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be ashamed of it or don't feel if somebody told you you were bad at something. Don't, that's their opinion. What do you care what they think? <laughs> but that comes back to self-love and, and, and yeah. confidence and, yeah. you know, that's their opinion, you know. So how do you, how do you keep all of those, um, voices out of your head Mm. and just honor, like, you know what? Um, I'll I'll give you an example. I never, I didn't really drink hardly at all. And a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. a few years ago, uh, we started dancing tango together and she loves, and she loves wine. And I was like, I don't really care for wine, but I've started learning more about it. And it's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Who is this person? And I mean, I still don't know. I mean, she's, you know, she's been studying it for a long time. And now I just, it's like, oh, this is a different aspect of myself. It's something that I'm discovering It's something, you know, and absolutely every day we discover something Uh we did a we did a theme party here last night and we're all quarantined together by the way so i don't want any you know backlash um but we (laughs) did a theme party (laughs) (laughs) um a theme party and it was tiktok my daughter isabella came up with that theme last night tiktok so i had a download tiktok and now my new thing is i want to become a tiktok star so what are you what are you doing for your TikTok, Suzanne? <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, they videoed my tick. We we videoed all of our TikTok, you know, things yesterday. Well, I mean, I'm half kidding. I'm half kidding. Is right. <laughs> well, half kidding and half <laughs> <You> not. But <laughs> half not. But the point is that you, know, you discover things about yourself every day if you allow yourself to go there, and it's about being playful. Mm-hmm. It's and it's and you know. I think the older you get, the more childlike you should actually become. Uh huh. We've had role, role, role reversals here. My daughter is my mother now. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know my kid. My kids will say stuff like, "Stop! Why are you doing that? Stop acting that way." Because my daughter says I'm more of a mom than you, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay. I don't care." <laughs> I tell them to mind their own business. <laughs> I tell them to mind their own business. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just a fun example. But yes, if you allow yourself, you will learn something about yourself every day. Mm-hmm. And you're well, not going to consciously always do something like, you know, always, you know, but, but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there for you. And that's your joy. Well, and that's, and that's the thing is when you follow. Oh, that's your, my joy, you know. Well, when you, when you follow your joy and inspiration, which I think a lot of people squelch that because of all those external voices of you shouldn't, you can't, why are you, you know, it, it, instead of like getting quiet yeah. and listening, yeah. like what's going to light yeah. me up? What, what, am, what am I interested in? What, what is my soul wanting right. to experience Passion. or express right. or, you know, what part of me is, uh, am I hiding yeah. or not letting out? Well, so you said something that just sort of triggered something for me. You know, if you listen to all those voices, especially from the past, you're going to get nowhere. And the past will do you no good. Mm-hmm. We all know that. And we're human and we go back to the past and we make it, you know, we, make, we sometimes allow it to control our present, but it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. The past is the past. It's done. There's nothing you can do. Get over it. Right. It, it's what's going on right now, what's in front of you. And I guess that's why so many people, and I'm not putting down therapy at all, but there are so many people in therapy, you know, to come to terms with this. And therapy is very useful if it allows people and helps people come to terms with letting go of those mm-hmm. voices. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as a former therapist, you know, and this is the work yeah. that I want to do, yeah. it's really helping people um, because people hang on yeah. to all of that external stuff. And so it thera- does no good. No, therapy is a way to help people um, yes. process, yes. Uh, learn from, mm-hmm. you know, learn from, mm-hmm. um, yeah, find, find where they have been resourceful and resilient, you know, and helping, helping take all of those things to put them in the present moment so that they can create their life how they want to today and tomorrow. And, and, and really yes. like learning how to honor what you want, you know, what, who you, who you really are. You know, who was that five-year-old? Who was that five-year-old nun? Mm-hmm. Nun, Suzanne, that you told me that you wanted to become a nun when you were little? Oh, when I was very little, I would, I would dust, I would like dust the furniture and, you know, pr- you know sing hymns or pray to the Virgin Mary. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that didn't, that, that didn't happen. I didn't become a nun. It was quite the opposite. <laughs> Um, but not really, you know, when you think about it, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't become a nun, but the spirit, that spirit's been in me yeah. my whole life. Yeah. I, I pray to, you know, the Virgin Mary every day. Yeah. When I lived in Bali and even when I, you know, even not in Bali, but mainly I had a, you know, I was very fortunate to have a swimming pool and, and I would swim every morning each lap I would dedicate to people in my life mm-hmm. you know my son my daughter mm-hmm. my niece my nephew my mother my sister my brother blah, 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 blah. And, and those dead and those alive and I realized oh the first person I have to do this lap for is myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah so now I have a jacuzzi and I can't really swim in the jacuzzi. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still, I still dedicate prayers to, you know, to uh-huh. all my, my, my peeps, my loved ones, uh-huh. my beauties. My <laughs> yeah. Even my- if I'm not like very fond of them at, at, during that time where I'm a little <laughs> upset with them, I still, <laughs> right. That's, some, that's something my parents always used to say, like, I love you right now, mm. but I really don't like you very much. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But that, no, but that's, but yeah. that's, but that's spirit, you know, cause I, I was, yeah. I was yeah. similar. I was similar too. And my parents, my parents would be like, oh God, Dawn would be the only nun that was dancing on the tables <laughs> if she was in the convent. <laughs> um. It's so funny. I don't think my, my family realized that I wanted to become a nun. I think if they heard this, they'd be very shocked. Oh, interesting. I don't think it's something I ever share it publicly. Interesting. Mm, but it was something that I thought I would want to be. Huh. Mm. But, ob- but obviously, through your work, I mean, when I, when I read mm. that excerpt from Drowning in, Bat- in Batique, you know, and mm-hmm. I got teary, it was like, oh my gosh, it really, mm. really spoke to me. And that's, you know, that's your, that's, to me, that's your true mm-hmm. essence, you yeah. know, it's your true essence want just sharing with the world. Yeah. And it's, beautiful. it's true. That was, I believe, chapter three. So there's more to come. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hope to get all- it out soon. So all of your, all of your photography of your batiks, like flowing in the mm-hmm. wind, like to me, that's very mm-hmm. spirit as well. It's well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so interesting. You should say that. Um, the first shoot I did was in Malibu. It was called, that shoot's called resurrection uh-huh. and it was after the fires here last year and I went with, uh, for a ride with my friend, John Sansevere, and um, we just took some batiks and I, I wanted to photograph them. And we found this area in Malibu. And as I was photographing them, and he was a great assistant. <laughs> John, you were great. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. But um, after photographing them, 
uh, while photographing them rather, I realized, oh my God, I knew they had an energy, but their energy became alive. Wow. And I saw their energy. And these batiks, each one has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was um, really apparent to me during the first shoot mm-hmm. called, called Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Even, they, even they, the they are alive. They have spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah. plus, if you, if, when you think about their generations, right, that have put their time and mm-hmm. energy and effort into them. Yes. So of course they have the energy of yes. the generations and they have a spirit. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I feel the same way about, about the wood that I discovered there that I, you know, I designed a few pieces. I'm actually looking right now at my 800 pound mahogany bed. that's also on the website uh-huh. <laughs> that I brought over really to sell. And um, it's glorious and it has, a ton of energy, mm-hmm. ton of energy. It just, it, it feeds me. It's so beautiful to sleep on that. I would Feed imagine you. you feel like cradled by the earth. You do, you do. And I'm hoping during this <laughs> thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate more and more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nature. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds a little like everybody's saying it, but I, and I know it sounds a little, what's the word I want? Like, um, cliche. <laughs> yeah. Cliche, but it's, you know, I'm not saying to become an activist, but, but just, just have an appreciation. A, literally just smell a flower. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Went on a walk yesterday with, with Isabella and we just stood by these flowers and just talked about them for about three minutes. But just when you think about it, that's sort of a long time to talk about one flower, uh-huh. <laughs> but we, we have the time now. Yeah. And then last night at dinner, somebody else, somebody else at dinner, Lillian was saying the same thing. She was like, I've never even noticed these flowers in my neighborhood. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very simple. It, it can be very simple. It can be very simple. And it, it, it's a result of slowing down and just being. Yes. Yes. And right? just being. And yeah. And, and honoring, honoring where you are. And we're not always in a great place, but that's okay too. Uh-huh. Honoring it and, and respecting that. And I think- respecting the gifts. You wake up every morning, yeah. you're given a gift. Just then and there, right then. You're waking up, your eyes are open, you're given a gift. You have a choice. You know, Jean-Paul Sartre says, you are your choices. Mm. Or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you are your, and we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way. It's like, what are you choosing to focus on? What are you choosing to notice? Mm-hmm. What are you choosing mm-hmm. to appreciate? What are you choosing to... Um, to let go of, let go, let go of, of, let go of that's not serving you. Uh-huh. Yeah, things that are not serving you. Which, which you know, I think... honor. I think, you know, mm. when you told me right before we started about the five things that you asked your kids, can you, yeah. can you, can you repeat those? I mean, the, um, the two different five sets of five. Thing- Oh, two different sets of five. The five things that you miss the most uh-huh. um, by being in, in um, this. <laughs> I don't want to use the word. And um, the five things you appreciate the most. And what I found was very interesting is that they weren't very different. <laughs> uh-huh. As I listened to them, I thought, well, what you're missing is actually something you're appreciating. So uh-huh. you're good. You're good. I mean, the thing I think that we're all missing the most is the human contact. Yeah, I miss hugs. The hugging, sure. the kissing, and the lovemaking, and, and you know, unless you're, you know, you know, you have that built in, but some of us don't at the moment. Mm-hmm. But even even in this house, we're quarantined together, so we can hug and we can kiss, but we're still a little careful, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, did you wash your hands? <laughs> 
<laughs> so you wipe down the wipe down the doorknobs. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, so I think that I think it's the human touch is so important. Uh-huh. Is very important. Yeah, we were. I, I did an interview two days ago, and we were talking about touch. You know, and how mm-hmm. there were there were all these studies done. I think in like in the fifties and sixties about kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, orphans, you know, who were mm-hmm. in orphanages and, um, and many of them were not held and cuddled and touched. And those were the ones that ended up not surviving, you know? It's oh like, yeah. I've heard like those stories. Yeah. We're, we're connected from, mm. from, uh, conception, you know, through the right. umbilical cord. It's mm-hmm. like, we need connection we are wired for connection and of course of course i believe it's a spiritual connection you know it's this connection to the universe something greater than you and realizing that um that we need each other you know even even in isolation even in isolation um i feel like people are finding ways to reach out you know, even if they can't be physically together, people are finding ways to reach out. People are finding ways to connect. People are finding Absolutely. ways to help each other yeah. because we are, we're connected mm. to this earth, you know, which I think, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. this, this is giving us um, opportunities to recognize and appreciate. Oh, mm-hmm, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my sons said, I, I heard an owl outside. I've never heard that before. I heard, there you go. You know, I heard birds Ooh. chirping. I look up in the sky and it's clear blue sky with not much, you know, airplane noise and not much pollution and all of these things that we sort of forgot to notice. Now we're noticing Ooh. them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. It's wonderful. And when we all get back together, it's going to be a lot of love. Well, there's still a lot of love, even whether, <laughs> but it'll, you know, the, the love can hopefully manifest. I, I hope in that, great ways. I hope you know? that people will remember. Will well, remember. you know, I don't know. You know, it's, I think it's an individual. I think like you can't, you know, you, you can only, you could only remember. Uh-huh. I think you can't individual. control anybody else. No, it's, it's, you know, who, you know, you can't, but, but, um, but hopefully there are, there are gifts that are brought to all of us during this uh-huh. that we will carry with us in a positive way. Uh-huh. You know, and when you were talking about the umbilical cord and I really, it was very visual for me um, and how we're, brought to this earth it's it reminds it's, i think we spoke about this my children went to a rudolf steiner school mm-hmm. they went they went to the rudolf steiner school in new york city they went to it's a waldorf school and i'm not going to get into that because that's a whole different conversation but one of the things that steiner believes is that you come to this life you choose your parents for that lesson mm-hmm. and so you're responsible it's your responsibility not to place blame, mm-hmm. which is useless. Mm-hmm. Guilt is useless. We all do it because we're human. I think I just did it yesterday. <laughs> but it's useless. It gets you nowhere. It takes you out of your joy. Mm-hmm. It takes you out of where you really should be. Well, even even we if even, even if your parents um, didn't treat you well, you know, I mean, well, you chose I, you chose that lesson for whatever reason. It's just to for whatever I don't know what the reason is and that's a whole nother discussion actually you know why you would say well why would you choose a life of abuse but maybe right. you chose it for some kind of transcendence in this life uh-huh. well I I know that so, I, I belong yeah. to a group with um, several members who had very bad upbringings and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and they're some of the most loving beautiful mm-hmm. kind compassionate people there you go. Mm-hmm. because of what they experienced 
you know, they would never want anyone else to experience the things that they experience. And right. so they, right. they have figured out ways to help lift other people up because they've right. figured out how to lift themselves up. Exactly. So even exactly finding, right. even finding the gifts in your challenges. Oh, that, oh, that's the biggest gift. Yeah. You know, you asked me a question about mistakes. There are no mistakes. They're all gifts. Yeah. Thank God we do things wrong. Yeah. Well, if we didn't, we'd be God. <laughs> well, but, we'd, probably, yeah. we'd probably just be, we'd probably just be living depressed and anxious and. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it gets back to the, perf oh, sorry, I'm dropping my, it gets back to the perfection. And, um, yeah, I mean, you need all those, those lessons in life uh -huh. to, to bring you to the next place uh -huh. and to find where you find really what you're made of and what your joy is and that, and what we're going through now, you're going to see either people are going to find it or they're not, or you're going to find it or you're not, or I don't know what to say, but. So it's going to bring out something mm -hmm. in you, mm -hmm. but it's not whether it's not judging. It's not, it's going to be good or bad. Right. You're just going to have to dig deep for whatever it is. Which, which that makes is, any sense at all, but no, it does because it's, yeah. it, it's back to yeah. getting quiet, getting quiet and appreciating what you have and, and saying, well, my eyes are open today. So that's a good thing. I'm mm -hmm. not being carried out in a body bag. Mm -hmm. you know and if I were well then it was my time I, right something else we can't control know. can I, but that's gonna happen yeah that's gonna happen and yeah. you know and uh, unfortunately people live in the fear of that and fear is is a real bad place to be because fear will stop your life I, I have said numerous times that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. It's fear. Fear will paralyze you. I know I've been paralyzed by fear mm -hmm. and it's not a pleasant place to be. And it brings up all of these, you know, anxiety and all of these issues that, you know, like you, after you get through it, you're like, wow, that was something else. I'm happy I'm through it. Mm -hmm. It's not that you want to experience it again, but in my in my experience of this, I was very um, I felt I was very fortunate to go through any of those, go through all the, the range of emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, with the loss, it's, it generally has to do with loss and death of some yeah. sort and gr grief, 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 and grief is real. Grief is real. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it shows you what you're made of. It shows you what you appreciate. What you appreciate, yeah. And, um, you know, right now I appreciate that I have my health. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that I have my family, my children, mm -hmm. Stefan and Isabella. And I appreciate that um, I have all these beautiful people around me right now. Mm -hmm. Whether it be, uh, you know, in my house or on FaceTime or, you know, people you can connect to. And, mm -hmm. and if those that don't want to participate in a uh, healthy way, I respect that as well. You know, everybody has to deal with it in their own way. You, you can't go around being judgmental. It's no room for that now. And I, I actually realized that about myself recently. Being I didn't think it's all about yeah, yourself. I didn't think, even. I, yeah, I was like, it's not my business. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not your place to judge. Judgment is, is a very harsh tool for yourself as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's, that, yeah. I, I feel like judgment is that whole separation. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's not recognizing your connection, whether it's to yourself or somebody else. It's well, creating that yeah. chasm and that distance uh, <coughs> yeah. and, and the, and sort of the fear, you know, hanging on to yeah. the, the fear rather than looking for the love yeah. and the connection. 
Yeah. And, and I think, yes, absolutely. I agree with you. And I think that, but there's another aspect to this because if you don't care for yourself, you can't care for others, but it's actually a self, it's not a, it's not a selfish act. It's not caring for yourself is not being selfish. Mm-hmm. It's actually being selfless. And in my opinion, in my experience, it's about setting up boundaries with people. And that's self-care. It's not about going for a manicure, pedicure. You know? Right, right. It's a different kind of self-care. It's beauty. And it's not about, you know, just doing whatever I want when I want it. It's really about boundaries and really about caring for people, caring for them enough to set up those boundaries for yourself and for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I don't think I know for me, the three most important things are respect for yourself, trust, respect and trust, respect and respect for yourself and others, trust and accountability. Mm-hmm. And I, and I believe when I realized how important these three tools are, my, my life, became a little less effortless. Mm. I wouldn't say completely effortless because I am as human as they come. (laughs) And I I have my days, believe me. But um, yeah, you know, it's... And I think it starts... I mean, I'm so happy that I'm a mother and I never thought about it much when I was very young about being a mother. I never thought I would be, Mm -hmm. but my children have brought me so many lessons. Mm -hmm. They, they might've come here to learn to get their lesson or to do whatever they had to do with their parents, but they've brought me so many lessons. Mm -hmm. And one is really, I really had to learn how to care properly for another human being. And um, to, to learn that, you have to learn how to love yourself and care for yourself. I was going to say. Not, if... But not in a selfish way. Not in a no. you know, People think it's selfish. It's, it's really about, you know, it actually goes beyond who you are. It's really go, it really extends to giving to that other person, whether it be a child or your husband or your lover or your friend or your mother or your sister. Mm-hmm. It, it really goes beyond yourself. But you can't do that unless you really have the admiration. And Well, admiration may not be the right word, but the love for yourself. Maybe admiration is the right word. Nothing wrong with admiration. You could admire yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and not be like an egomaniac. Right, right. <laughs> but you know so um i think my children really taught me that Mm -hmm. and i and i i i don't think i'm not saying before them i didn't have that i did but i i i didn't understand it as much as i and i as i do now being a mother yeah I, I think that when you're a parent, you know, your kids throw the gamut or experience the gamut of emotions. Yes. Right. And if we, we have to help them, you know, like it's okay, honey, you'll get through this. You'll figure it out. Um, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not okay to, to do this in a, in a destructive way, you know, there are constructive ways to express their, your emotions. There are constructive ways to process them, art and, you know, exercise into your body and connecting with nature, all these different things. And I'm, and I Mm. think that if you, if you cared for yourself in the same way, if you gave yourself permission to experience, you know, like you give your kids permission to experience, that's yes, that, yes. that's that unconditional love. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I love you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, I'm, yeah, and I'm here yeah. for you and I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that you, you have to have children to experience this. No. You could apply this to any loved one, yes. Uh, yes. you know, but for me personally, it was my children that really brought this to me. Yeah. And, and caring for them and understanding that, well, you know, this is our future. So let's try to get this right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I got it right, <laughs> but I, I've done the best I can. Well, well, that's it. You know, it doesn't come with a handbook either. Yeah, but yeah. but if, you, if, if, you, if you throw, like my father would always say, just throw love at it and Aww. you'll be okay. That's a great Just thing. So love at it. And listen, you're going to get angry. You're going to get all these sorts of emotions. You know, mm-hmm. we're human. Thank God we're human and we have all of them. But mm-hmm. it's throw love at it. And, and un- yeah, and unconditional love is, well, well that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> we have to do a whole podcast on unconditional <laughs> love. <laughs> I can't even touch that right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think they're all I think they're all pieces of the same thing. Mm, yeah, but you could go so in depth with that one, you know. It's um it's poetry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unconditional love. It's poetry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh it's I think we all struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how how would how no. would how would you define real love? Um, real love is deep appreciation for the other, deep appreciation and uh, appreciation. Yeah, appreciation and, and that's real love, mm-hmm. no matter what. <laughs> my New York came out. Did you hear that just now? No matter yeah. what. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, and being able to laugh at whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to laugh. Yeah. You got to laugh. I've been in some, well, we've all been in very tragic situations, but, you know, I, I could recall a few very tragic situations and I don't know if we're just out of nervousness, but, you know, something funny happened and we were just all so grateful that it happened. Yeah. I don't want to give in, I don't want to give an example because I don't yeah. want to yeah, reveal other people's personal lives, but, you know, probably will come out in something I wrote. Yeah. Write or wrote or right. will write or yeah. <laughs> and my writing has that. <laughs> and they're writing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. something my parents always no. said. You know, we can we can get mad at each other, we can fight, and then we just look at each other and start mm. laughing because it's so absurd. You know, it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. We're also ridiculous. Thank yeah. God we're ridiculous. <laughs> I love. I I actually love the ridiculous ridiculousness ridiculousness. Yeah. Of um of uh, life yeah the absurdity absurdity, the absurdity just of life really turns me on i just yeah. it just really turns me on yeah it really does do you write you know, a lot people, about it i don't think i don't know what i write about and any writer that tells you they know what they write about they're full of shit <laughs> can i curse um, <laughs> um but i think that there is an absurdity that comes out in my writing uh-huh. because it's part of who i am uh-huh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just see it and I just see it. It's just the way I see the world. It's uh-huh. my view, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Well, I, I love your view. That's why we resonate. I mean, we've had a, we've had <laughs> a few conversations so before this. <laughs> we have, we have, we have, and they've all been wonderful, Dawn. Yeah. It, it's really, it's been such a pleasure. Yeah. So thank you for being here. So how can people find your website yes. and um, read, okay. read your, your excerpt? Well, um, the name of my um, website is Jezebel's Blue Sanctuary Art. And um, all the batiks are on there. My photographs and an excerpt from Drowning in Batik is on there. Drowning in Batik is something I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. And the contact for that is lostsuzana at jezebelsblues.com. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll put, I'll put that in the show notes. I mean, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, I, I 
Yeah. I told you when I, when I read that, I got teary eyed because it was just really, yeah. you know, I was just touched in my deep heart and soul. And, um, yeah. and then your photography, I, I did, I, I saw that spirit like all that through That is wonderful. It. Yeah. I, I'm so, I, I am so pleased that even if one person recognized that and that's you, it pleases me. Yeah. I, it pleases me that you, you, you gain something from that message. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really, yeah. really yeah. beautiful yeah. work. And I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited thank to get you. to know you better. Yes, I am too. And I have to thank Monica, my, our, our dear friend, Monica, for putting us together. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. And thank you, Monica. Um, thank you, Dawn. This was wonderful. This was really fabulous. And I hope, um, I hope to see you again and talk to you again. Me too. So, um, so for all of you listeners, uh, I know like every conversation I have touches me. Um, and so I know that, you know, these, like, this is the art of this, you know, the art of the conversation, how it has an impact on both of us and it ripples out right to the rest of the world. And, you know, this is what I'm hoping to share to help people, like be inspired to follow their passions, be inspired to find joy, be inspired to learn a sense of appreciation for the world they live in and for the world that's inside of them, you know, um, because this is what I say on every podcast, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself. And so all of that love and joy and passion and creativity it all starts with honoring who you are and then, you know, this relationship with ourselves that we develop, the self-love, this compassion um, and, and experience, you know, this, this human experience, this absurd human experience, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can... It is absurd, but it's wonderful. It is. It's absurd, but it's wonderful. It is. It, it really is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. No, not me either. So thank you. Because it, it, because it brings you to where you are. <laughs> exactly. It's like we're all, we're all the sum of our experiences. Absolutely. And we continue Absolutely. to evolve. You know, we continue to evolve every day. Every day. And hopefully even when we leave this, this gorgeous earth, yeah. wherever we go, yeah. it's never going to end. Yeah. That's how I look to look at it. Well, because, thank you, Dawn. Because the energy so is the energy. Um, the energy and, is there, and if yeah, <laughs> it's not created or destroyed, right? It's there. It's, it's there. There. It's there. So yeah. So you know. thank you for sharing, Suzanne. Thank you, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners, please uh, please subscribe to the Wake Up to Real Love podcast. Um, we appreciate any reviews, suggestions, recommendations for what you might want to hear more of. Um, and if anybody wants to uh, get support from me uh, in creating more real love in your life or overcoming heartbreak, trying to, um, you know, uh, help the relationship with yourself so that you can help the relationship with other people, you can find me uh, at The Awakening with Dawn on Facebook and Instagram. And I also just started a You Can Book Me link, which I'll put in the show notes as well um, to to have a free 30 minute consultation call to see how I can better support you in creating more real love in your life. So thank you again, Suzanne. It's been a real pleasure and I look forward to many more conversations with you. My pleasure, Dawn. Thank you again. All right. Take care listeners every day. Wake up to more and more real love. See you next time. Bye.